last time on Lawful Stupid. Welcome back to Goron. We welcome you to Agos, the new frontier of Goron. Our new heroes find themselves feet first on floating docks. Brother? Kato! You've upgraded, it appears. Yeah, my dude, I gotta have a way to make money in the new world. Very cool. And what about you, little Sprout? How have you been? Uh, just dandy. You guys want to hop on the old wagon and we'll get a rolling? Following that big road down the way, that's towards Prinith, right? Path to Prinith, yep. It's a dangerous place. If you're not equipped to fight, I, I would find someone who is. Oh no, I have my brother here. Look how strong he is. You pack up and then you guys uh, head out, right? Yeah. I, after about five hours, um, you can see out in the distance a good stretch of darkness and then you can see as your torches pick up again, but you don't know how deep that darkness is. You hear in the distance a deep guttural roar. Where we ended up last episode is the three of you were on... Do you have a name? Yes, you do. You're on the Panda Express. And you were just pulling out of this darkened area from where these Azure torches had uh, went out. And you heard this roar, this guttural roar. And in the distance, not far from you, you can see on your right-hand side three canine-looking beasts about 45 feet out from you. And they're turning and heading your direction. What do you want to do? And we are still all on the cart you're on the cart and i never anticipated you guys like racing the cart just going at a normal pace because you had just started again yeah i'm I'm how far away are we from the nearest torch you guys are a good five feet from light again it's not much at all like okay because you had already moved some some distance before they caught on to you interesting And we all see this, correct? This is like us as a collective group. Notice these. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers, just used by fan. You're just going to strike? Spook them out. The little wolf pup things? Yeah. I don't know what they are. Hey, Avon. They're growling at us while we're here. Do you know how big a wolf is? (laughs) They're probably huge. Yeah, um, (laughs) they're like seven foot tall on all fours, just so you know. So, hey, little hey, Dwayne, wolf pup. Mm-hmm. Would now be a good opportunity to make uh, a pucker check? What do you call those rules? <laughs> I like it. It's pucker check. <laughs> that is the unofficial, uh, the unofficial term, which is the <clears throat> pucker check. It is what we called it was <laughs> a savagery check or something like that. A ferocity check. A ferocity check. You want to talk about that, Dwayne? Yeah, so uh, in this, what is this it? campaign, 
we are bringing to light a little custom mechanic. Uh, and it's not that complicated. The all too overlooked survival check, we are going to use, and we're going to call it for funsies, a ferocity check. And they're going to be able to make a survival roll to be able to assess these unknown creatures and determine how deadly they are to them. Or, you know, should we run? Is this an oh shit moment? Is this a tough moment? Or what is their general feel? So, crew, if you would like to roll a ferocity check, you may. So survive. Yeah, just do a survival check. That's all. I rolled a 12 for custom. 15 for darling. Okay. And what did you get? Average. Kato? Kato was 13. 13. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good roll. 13, 12, 15. So, with uh, those rolls and a combination, but uh, especially with Darling having a 15. Darling, you'll know. Let me rephrase. You have the feeling that these are ferocious animals um, and that just from their size, their demeanor, and the speed at which they're approaching you, they could be a tough fight. Um, You don't get the idea that they would just chew through you, but they also don't seem like whips either. And all three of you kind of get that. Dar- Darling more so than anybody else has the vibe that you could fight this and it'd be okay. Okay being a relative term. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> My initial assessment is these enemies might be easier to dispatch. However, we may take some bumps and bruises of our own. I suggest we either all attack at once and show we are not afraid or continue through very fast. Very fast we go. Very fast? Okay. Uh, I will hit the giddy up. Okay. And so for the sake of this, let's say we know the speed of your mule. Probably 30 feet per second? Uh, is it 40? So the the big thing is here that I can use a vehicle check, which I'm not proficient with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just be making a straight d20 roll on that. But I can do a vehicle check to see if I can double their speed. I know is one of the feats of it, but let me get into my inventory so I can see... Yeah, because I'm more worried about their speed. Their base speed, yeah. Compared to... Because they're mules, right? They're a donkey or Or mules. It's the same thing. Yeah, the same thing. Um, Oh, they're 40 feet. Okay. 40 feet. Perfect. Excellent. This could work in your favor. So I will say uh, you can... um, You can roll a vehicle provision check. So let's see how well this goes, right? Because they, they're going to need to do more than 40 feet per second to outrun these guys. Yeah, so I, I can attempt to get them to double their speed because um, they can't just freely dash because they have a card. Uh, yeah. I rolled a 13. Okay, here's what we're going to do because I, I, I like 13. I think that's good enough. They stop. Yeah, no, with a 13, they Dirt. stop. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, busy being donkeys. Uh, so what I'm going to say is we're going to take this into narrative combat. Woo! So, if you're not familiar with the rules of narrative combat, it is a system that Shane largely came up with, and it is a it's designed to take the meat, the crunch out of scenarios, right? And so, essentially, what will happen? And Shane, feel free to correct me if I'm remembering these rules wrong. Go nuts! You basically are going to have your mind, body, and heart scores, and in this, you're going to say I want to do this thing and then you're going to make a case for what you want to do potentially use some of your character resources to do that and then you're going to go back and forth and it's it is less about the idea of I want to use my action to do this type of damage as much as it is I want to do this type of thing because otherwise it just feels like a weird version of combat mm-hmm. right so it's like oh I want to throw a grain uh, a barrel of rice out of the back of this thing to try and uh, slow them down. Don't know why you do rice, but you could, right? Um, the idea is that it is more fluid. Uh, and just from the idea that, darling, you see them first. Um, oh, actually, yeah, darling, since you'll see them first, because Shane, I'm going to say that you don't go first. Not that you lose a turn or anything, but you're, you used your vehicle proficiency check to mush. Uh, sugar and spice along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is important to note that as you do that, these three large canine uh, looking beasts almost come parallel. They're behind you, but they're they're not running on the cobblestone or in the light uh, or in the direct light. They're in the dimmer light, so you can see them, but they are running parallel chasing you and snarling. Darling, what would you like to do Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to that. Uh, actually, no, it's only one creature of my choice. I'm not going back to my spell. There's three of them. I would like to turn into my fox self mm-hmm. and snarl right back to be the bigger animal and spook them. Big puffy fur. Make myself big. How big is your fox? Be intimidating. <laughs> All I know is... I think I count as a medium-sized creature. Okay. So you could be pretty big. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a giant fox, right? Yeah, it's a giant fox. Which is just a medium creature. Uh, it's big for a fox, but still. Yeah, it's big for a fox. Yeah. Yeah, it's big for a fox. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say she's like around maybe like six feet because I know in a animal world they tend to be smaller than wolves, but pretty big giant. for her, six feet. Giant fox. Giant fox. So I will say, yeah. absolutely, you just want to be up on the cart and just kind of, what is your goal? I'm up on the cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your goal? Are you roaring? Like, what is your strategy here to try and dissuade them from uh, striking? Uh, be big and puffy. Um, okay. Growling, snarling teeth, just like making the big old grr sounds. So I, I could see this as either heart or body. Right, because mm-hmm. you could either use your physique or use your heart to kind of like growl, roar, to play it up. So I'll let you determine um, what score you want to use. And then we have to, 
yeah, we have to set an impact. And the goal here is to d- determine, deter them from chasing you um, through yes. through your giant <laughs> fox reverie. Um, yeah, this is my territory. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so I think I think your impact is is medium. Let me let me go double check my my values that I'm allowed to use to DM. Go right on ahead, walk me through it, because man, oh man, I like learning this thing every time we use it. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't used it enough um, to really like be super. Um, yeah, I think we have low, medium, and high. We don't really specify in this document, uh, you know, what your impact would be. Shane, no, feel it's, free to it's, it's, it's that that's hundred percent DM discretion on based on the, the scenario, just how impactful would it be? Yeah, I think I think you could have a medium impact, right? Because um, yeah. they don't necessarily ha- they haven't necessarily seen one of you. You have to remember that street goes both ways. I am also blue, and I know in general nature, blue tends to be a very poisonous color. So, don't know how this world works. But I do. This, this is Avon knowledge. <laughs> I do. So let's uh, let's have your your roll. Are you doing heart or body? I'm going to do heart. I figured as much. So uh, just one d six. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. So I got a two on the die, and then I add my score, and that will be a four. That is a okay. So with the cost. Yep. Yep, exactly. So to to say that, you are going to succeed at a cost. So, describe this scenario to me. Unless you want me to paint the picture for you. Um, you paint it. Take, take the first one, Dwayne. Take the first uh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine, darling, she she is she was sitting on the front of the the top of this Panda Express, and and hearing the the mush and the and the rattling of of the bridles and the the hooves against ho- the cobblestone. She turns around, seeing these three things, you know, about thirty feet back, thirty five feet back, parallel to them. She climbs up on this cart on all fours, and just with this like. It almost sounds meek at first, this howl that begins, but then as she shifts into this giant box standing six foot tall on her own on this cart, and you also feel the cart like wobble left and right a little bit as she gets her footing, and then she has this deep screech that comes out as her tail furrows in the air. And I think one of these things immediately just... If you've ever seen uh, somebody use the front brakes on a motorcycle, it just hard <laughs> brakes on those balls, and you kind of see its rear kind of come up and just a puff of dirt as it, like, turns. But two more of these keep rolling. But as you're, like, anchored down in this, you kind of lose your grip a little bit, and so now you're on the back of the cart in in fox form holding on on the, on the back as they are approaching so that is your cost, is that you are now lower down and to the back of these things. Um, and so, what one of them will do uh, is they are actually going to... So, hmm. Kato, what are you doing? Because I will say it's important for me for this story. I know that Gustum is driving. 
So, Kato, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to hop down. Uh, we have stopped, right? Because we're, we're No, now. no, you're still marching. And I don't want a whole action from you. I just need to know where you are so I can determine what you see. If the cart is moving, I'm staying on the cart, but I'm looking out at the the wolves that are approaching. Okay, so you were I'm assuming you were riding shotgun, just kind of turning yeah. around, looking back. Okay. Fun fact, shot riding shotgun comes from being on a wagon and being the guy to ride with a shotgun to protect the driver. In case you didn't know that. Or somebody out there is gonna prove me wrong, but it sounds ding, fucking ding, right. Ding. No, that's I think that's right. That's what I learned. Um and so you you Cato and um uh, darling, you see these two again wolf-like creatures, and as you look back and you're getting a better look, they've almost got this mane, this like this like a uh, burnt orange mane, and it looks like scales or um, like thick um, shingles almost. It is it is not attractive. Um, it's not like a lion's mane, but it does go around the back of their head and. You notice that both of these are chasing after you, and then these two um, almost like plates, these scales, leap from these veins and start floating up and approaching towards you as they're chasing you. And so for them, I will roll a Bhakti check. Oh, not a d20. Not a d20. Please don't use a d20. That, that is <laughs> not the right thing. Well, it looks uh, like I succeed categorically with a, with an 18. <laughs> Weird. They got an 18. That is a success with no cost. Um, so they are going to succeed at a cost. Um, so these two um, scale shingle things, they actually reach out and they start attacking um, the wagon itself. Um and attempting to to get it to stop, uh, but unfortunately, to do that, it was using it was focusing too much, and one of those starts falling behind. Um, I need to real quick just go check out what your wagon's uh, stats are, and that is going to be. Uh, it doesn't. It it doesn't have stats. Cool. All right, I'm going to say it starts damaging the wagon. Um, and it's with a, a slow success, it's not able to slow you down. But, Gustin, you can hear something striking your precious Panda Express. Uh, and, but unfortunately, they're not able to gain purchase or stop the cart. Um, that being said, Gustin, Cato, uh, which of you would like to go next? I'll take it. All right. I'd be like, uh, so these things have come up and they are chewing on my cart, pretty much. Like they are, they are, they're attacking with their teeth to try to stop it. Well, no, they're using these um, essentially scales that are floating oh, okay. forward. So they're not, they're not right on you yet. They're still about 25, 30 feet back. One of them is. The other one's about 40 at this point, and his scales come back. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach into my handy sack of spices and I'm going to say, Dragon Pepper Flakes, and I'm going to grab like a big handful of spice. I'm going to throw it over my shoulder uh, off to the side to to Miss Darling in the back, but just off to the side to. 
to to try to disperse this into a, a cloud of powders okay. and spice. Hell yeah! And what kind of role uh, are you looking for? Uh, I'm thinking that uh, cooking kind of stuff would fall under heart categorically, um, but this I, you could make an argument. I could for, see it both. I could see body yeah. or heart. Really? I mean, honestly, cooking I could do all three depending on what you're doing in the cooking. Profession. That's true. Yeah, if I was doing like precision knife work, that would be definitely be body. If I was trying to do something that you know required precision and, and focus, it yep. might be mind. Um, I would go heart here, and I will. Okay, if you're I'll take it. Choice. I will. Uh, that is a six on the die. It's a critical success. Yeah, yeah. So you're able to succeed at no cost. Uh, and I think because I because I crit on any unmodified roll of a d6 will result in a critical success. You succeed with no penalties, and the impact of your actions will be one category up. higher. Yep. Um, yeah, so super easy, right? You throw this. Oh, we didn't. Think, we didn't establish impact on that beforehand. What, what yes, would that impact that's, have that's, been? Um, I would have think it would have been low impact just in general, because okay. the the goal is you're using peppers and stuff like that to slow them down. But that also depends on uh, your role as well, right? Because um, you succeed with or without a cost. That's to me. That's the the difference. But it's now a medium impact, and so I imagine. Where before, I think you described just pulling like a handful of this spice and throwing mm-hmm. it back. I think you grab like a pouch of it and chuck yeah. it backwards. And so you're you're marching forward, you're push pulling the reins, and you chuck this pouch backwards. And Darling, who's like scrambling up, kind of sees it and just quick duck. And the 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 like wolf like creature that's behind you is chasing. It just big old snarl open roaring and just mouth folks this time and stomps down and you hear this and it just drops kind of back and and now you're being chased by the one who's still too eager. spicy for you wolf bro <laughs> okay now it's up to that wolf's turn and um Shane, do me a favor and roll another vehicle uh, proficiency check to see how well Sugar and Spice are doing with their current rate of speed. Let's go as a three, sir. Not great. So Sugar and Spice were animals not meant for the the long haul, as it were, at high speed. <laughs> they're they're not at high speed. Yeah, they they are based. They are made for trudging long distances, Correct. not sprinting at all. <laughs> yeah, they are not high speed uh, animals <laughs> for long distances. They have they have done you a service. Um, however, they are no longer able to to keep you away from this monster, and so it it is this monster's turn. Um, and I think I think something different happens. I think it leaps atop the cart, and I think we roll for initiative. Mm. And so we're gonna fight mm. one of these guys on a rolling cart. Hell yeah! Devin's making okay. faces like he's prepared for this. Devin's making faces like finally. Now we're a regular <laughs> initiative. I'm going to destroy this wolf in regular initiative. <laughs> now that we've got out of... Because I didn't know what I was going to do when you got to me anyways. Thank the Lord. Oh, okay. Now. <laughs> thank Darling, bring the heat with a 21. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
So, because I can see all your rolls, except for... Mine, Kato's. because... Kato, what did you roll for initiative? Eleven. Eleven. And, darling, just for the sake of the audio meeting, what did you roll for initiative? Twenty-one. Thank you. And, Gustum, what did you roll for your initiative? Bring up the rear with a seven. Hot. Hot, 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 hot. All right, excellent. Uh, so... Where we're going to start our combat? A, we're still moving at thirty feet per second on this on this cobblestone road. So it's, it's a little rickety. It's a little bouncy, bouncy. And you've got these azure torches lighting the way, and on top you have this ferocious monster. And it is it is now that you get a good look, it's got big paws. It's about six feet tall on those paws, seven feet tall, and it's got this big bushy tail, and you've got this mane that's around it. These like burnt orange. Uh, these scales or shingles almost um, and it's standing up there growling and, and ra- like um, uh, almost foaming at the mouth so like ready for this uh, let me just check its dexterity alright uh, we are going to start with darling darling you're in fox form and you're hanging mm-hmm. off the back of this cart I just say that so you know that on top of this is your bad boy I'm going to say for the sake of Argument, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong. That you got about ten feet up there on that cart, um, so one person mm-hmm. can stand toe to toe with that wolf while it's on top. That makes sense. Not to say you couldn't go up there, bite, and or, or you could try and attack it from the side of the cart. But if you're going to stand yeah. up on the cart, that's there's room for there one. Would, person. There would only be space space for one other creature up there. Correct. Everybody else would either have to fight from their seats or hang off the side and fight, and there could be some rolls and checks involved with that. As any type of, like, uh, fucking Mad Max's cobblestone fury fight that this is. Okay. Cool beans. Will it take an action to climb back up or part of my... No, you can just climb right up. Right, climb back up. difficult. So you're going to be up face-to-face with this thing. Got it. I want to find a soft spot and bite it. I'm uh, yeah. in fox form. <laughs> I was that. like, might as well. Chompy chomp. Yeah, sure. How does this work? Well, I'm just going to do it this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just roll each one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be an eight in total. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you, you crawl up on the back of this cart. And the cart, you actually, uh, for Kato and Gustum, as she crawls up, you kind of feel the cart kind of bounce a little bit as the weight of these two creatures rocking and they're moving around. Um, you go to bite, and and you actually bite into that, that, that collar, that mane. And it is just, like, scale. It's hard to your teeth. Um, go ahead and take three blunt damage for me as these scales that are around it almost like strike at you as you approach and attack these two floating scales that it has that kind of stay around it as it's fighting cool beans I'm going to use my bonus action as a fox please yeah what do you Uh, want to do it's called elusive Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to disengage okay you're going to crawl back down (laughs) yes I love it. (laughs) Crawl back down. Fuck this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and so you you do that. Um, 
Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, no. Anything else takes a whole ass action. Yep. <laughs> uh, so while it sees you, it, it's not necessarily threatened by you. It based based on your attempt. So it turns and it looks and it and Cato and Gustum, uh, you it's it's this thing's turn next. Um, you t- you feel it kind of loom over you and you kind of and and it kind of it, it surveys its options it sees kato this metal tin can it sees um gustum this big poofy fan i'm panda so bear. delicious i'm so <laughs> delicious sees, and it sees sugar and spice and it, it kind of debates, but then Gustum is so I'm delicious so looking. I'm so um, tasty. So it's gonna it's it's I, just gonna try and get a bite out of Gustum. Um, so it's gonna roll two attacks against you. I would describe my meat as marble. Please do, please do. Oh, you got a okay. So <laughs> I think I think they're gonna hit, but let me just double check. A uh, nineteen and a twenty-two. Uh, those do both hit, yes, sir. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And so, let's just roll damage real quick. Uh, I would like to also take a reaction to intercept that attack as I'm sitting right next to Gustum. There's nice. two. There's two. So you can intercept one of them. a bite and a claw. You can take yeah. whichever you want. Um, bite. Okay. So well, I don't know uh, which one does more. I don't know. The claw. <laughs> I don't get. I'm not. <laughs> No. Oh, does. <laughs> so, so you you intercept uh, you intercept the bite, and you're going to take four piercing damage. So your intercept, how does that work, Devin? Uh, so interception for me, <clears throat> as long as you're within five feet of me, I can reduce the damage you take. It's a one d ten plus two to a minimum of zero damage. So go ahead. Oh, you're just reduce. reducing the damage, so you don't actually take them. Yeah, I don't take the damage. I just reduce what he would take okay. from one of those. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it, it, so it's one of those that. new fighting styles. That's why I wanted to talk about it. That's out, that's out of the new book, right? Uh, no, I. Th- it's no, just it's it's just, it, yeah, fighting style interception. Yes, because that one's not. Yeah. yeah, it is one of the newest. Uh, that All is right, a so twelve. Roll your die. Oh yeah, so you reduce it entirely. Yeah. What does that look like for Kato? Uh, I think he because this wolf is leaping over, right? Well, he's leaning over and he takes a bite. What, I think he just kind of like, if it. you're going to block a punch, just kind of like uses the momentum of a wolf's bite to kind of push it to the side of his head, and he misses. Yeah, just pushes it he off. Uses halberd to, or not, his glaive to, to move it over. Yeah, and and so he, he like snaps into thin air. I think Gustum, it's real close though. You feel it like snap right behind you. Um, and then he's going to take his claw and just wrap around your big burly chest and pull up, and you're going to take 11 slashing damage. Youch! I will. You've already used your reaction. Yeah, but I have this thing you gave me. <laughs> oh, me take okay. Two reactions. What? And um, okay, so we all got to like kind of if we had enough gold early on. Dwayne kind of said if you want to get a um, like an uncommon or magical item, uncommon item. Yeah, that's, that's where I got my magic spice pouch. So uh, what I chose and what Dwayne created for me, and it is in D&D Beyond for us, is a rebound sprocket. Basically, there's this gear that I have inside of me in my core, and it kind of like supercharges me 
Um, but once I use it, it kind of goes dormant until the next day, but it allows me to take an extra reaction in a single turn. Um, so, but now that I'm burning it, I'll have to take a long rest. So I will, I will use that to, to block the claw hey! as well. <laughs> can, uh, on that too. fighting stance, can you read that just so we make sure we're following that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me go. I can pull up your character sheet. I just, ironically, it's not under the fighter. Okay, like, reaction. Quickly. When a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of you with an attack, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage the target takes by 1d10 plus 2. You must be wielding a shield or a simple martial weapon to use this reaction. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it didn't have any weird, like, you can only do this once. Uh, so, yes. So, you you use this... Uh, this uh, what, what did I call it? Tightly wound sprocket or rebound sprocket? Rebound sprocket, yep. Yeah, so you use this rebound sprocket, and it's it's this... I think it's this add-on that, that uh, Dexman put into you. And so it's just like... So, what do you roll? I rolled a three plus two, so that he reduces that by five damage. So it takes Perfect, so he takes six... Slashing damage instead. I I really love the idea of like so Kato comes out with this shield and then there's like this this sprocket inside of him that like happens like on a reaction it's like ping and his arm just like jerks you know what I'm saying yep. like ding and it just goes to the right position to block like yes yeah and he uses his <laughs> glaive to do that not his shield yeah glaive um, but yeah. yeah the same thing just ding just hits it back and so instead of like getting raked across your chest you get a nice piece of your shoulder taken out um and so next up in the initiative order is going to be kato and this this thing is right above you so you could turn around and just face it as you're standing in your seat essentially um i think what happens is you feel i don't actually i don't know if this thing is waiting so if you'll note in the last episode he had summoned his the the manifest echo, so it's been yeah, it was, about it was ten feet out. Feet out. I, feet out. I yeah. assume I don't really know how you would keep up while you're dashing. I can you can it dash with you? Can it just stay with you? How does that work? If he creates it, it at the start of his turn, don't th- no, this don't was last it? episode, like before we even started. So it's just been, right, it's been hanging but, out with us. But can't, uh, my question is, can't you create it at the start of your turn every turn for free? I can, yes. So yeah, why, so that's good. that's what just, we'll have to make do it. here. Well, because it takes my bonus action. I can if, if it's uh, already out. You see, what I'm saying like I can command it to move at any time. Yeah, I just don't know that it would be able to keep up. Can it? Can it? it I would have. I guess I can. I would have told us to it jump on. Every, every one thing. So when we were in narrative combat, every six seconds in narrative combat, Devin can could have would have been able to re teleport it. Would have been able to remove it into position. Yeah, so that's like, fine. If, totally, if, you can have if it. If he was keeping it up, then it would be up. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, so I think you feel the cart shift um, as the echo of mine is on top. And that removes 15 of my own movement speed for to, to have uh, what the teleport does. So actually, it's going to remove that movement speed from me for it to move there. And it will attack from behind. Uh, it doesn't do any extra thing, but it's, it's going to take... The reason I can do that is because I can use my attack action for myself or my echo. Correct. Uh, okay. okay, so you're just gonna attack with your echo. Yeah, I'm gonna attempt to attack anyway. So that yeah. is a it's a crit. Yeah, nice. it's gonna hit. Um, so that is a one d ten plus three. So you're gonna take max damage on it, plus so your roll. Ten, yeah, plus ten three. plus four. That's seventeen. 
Um, and then I will use a bonus action, which is my pull on uh, master, to from me. It's coming from Cato himself to strike the front side or attempt to. Okay, so let's process that first thing. Uh, your your Echo Knight appears and it strikes and it strikes true, and you see a gash of blue blood explode into the air. And it, in fact, you guys are moving quickly, so darling, that blue is just going to match your fur. As it, it like drains <laughs> down on you, and Perfect. you see these two, uh, these two floating scales, these shingles, they strike into your Echo Knight for three damage. So he's gonna vanish. Yes. Well, uh, now, just automatic, or is it? It's it automatic. He only has one edge point. HP, okay. Yeah. So, so he vanishes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you're with gonna that, strike with the butt of your weapon. Butt of the weapon. Yeah. Butt of the butt of the. Yep. Uh, Roll an attack for me. So that's a fifteen for for hit. Yep. And it's not very much. It's a 1d4 plus. Uh, I mean, it could be enough. Uh, well, I mean, it's max four, seven, enough. seven damage. Yeah. And so you just turn with your, with the butt of your glaive and just, I think just straighten the snout of this thing and it hits and you, it growls and roars and you, it, it, it's almost like it was a delayed effect. It roars and then it just, and just drops lifeless to the top of the cart. And you feel the whole cart kind of shake because this thing is a couple hundred pounds um, as it like, it becomes lifeless. You guys win. Woo! It is dead. I spin my glaive around my back and then put it into place. Now that the combat is over, do you stop the cart to assess? Do you keep moving? What are you doing now? I'm going to say, Kato, nice job. You want to take the reins for a second, bro? Actually, brother, I'd like to study the specimen for, for further use to determine if we can somehow salvage the parts, perhaps. Fantastic! All right, I like the way you think. I haven't eaten today, really. Well, I mean, some hot cakes. Well, and some potato cakes. Well, anyway, I oh, I will, yeah. <laughs> I will field dress the beast and allow you to cook it how you, however you see fit. Hell yeah! <clears throat> so. This is a mechanic that I'm, or not a mechanic, a situation that will come up quite often, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you the choice because you have one corpse. You may carve this thing up and we can roll on the treasure table to give you money, or you may carve it up and turn it into parts for Shane to use to either potentially make money or to fuel his stuff. 
but I will either say you can make it into parts that you just will sell or parts that you will cook and use. Because I think those are different types of cutting. Are there circumstances in which there are larger beasts that we would be able to do both from? Absolutely. Okay. And if there were multiple, I wouldn't even worry about this, but you guys dwindled it down to one. You got one. You got Mm -hmm. one shot. And none of you guys are excellent taxidermists or anything like that, right? I actually, am you would insanely be. You skilled would be. with a knife. Yeah, you would be actually, I was going to say, my bust. Gustum would be insanely good. Um, but since Kato is doing it, not exactly his specialty of field dressing. So, well, Kato, would my, you prefer money my question is, or animal parts? I, I also, in the course of this, want to study... Because we haven't run any of these creatures before, is that correct? Correct, you have not. I would like to you know, you know, the next time we fight these things, do the plates come off at certain places? Like, what information can I can I glean from the fight we had with it, knowing that, like, those plates that came off and shot at us, did they replace? Did they, are they just soft spots now? In the, you know, like, in the yeah. armor it had around its neck? Yeah, I'm happy to, happy to do that. And I don't even think for this it's a, a different role because there will be parts where if you want to learn something about the beast we'll do an investigation role but um, with as simplistic as these monsters are I can give you some of that information just by you cutting them up and having a close encounter well and I think another question to help me determine what, what, if we do this for money or for parts is yes um, we will have to have rations well they'll have to have rations because I don't eat them but they'll have to have rations to survive I have so, so many I have a whole food truck dude I've spent but so much gold ahead of time on rations we're good the only other thing that you guys as a party should consider is that Mr. Blue Mage can if he eats these things can take their abilities potentially and I have right. I have no powers right now my whole level 3 feature is going to waste because I haven't eaten anything yet I would I'd like to I don't know play that out I would ask I would say um, darling would you even eat this as it appears to have be from the same familial ties as you um well I think she'll be up on the cart sniffing it for one thing because I feel like you can get a good figure about how something smells and whether or not you want to eat it. That's up um, to you. Like, if you want to eat it, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, I, it's so, not yeah. rancor by any means. It, the meat wouldn't be super appealing. It is a carnivore, presumably. Um, mm. Typically, it they muscle, don't have more the most delicious fat. meat. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It would not be like, it would not be like, oh, how succulent, this delicious wolf. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a deer where you got some nice, it's not, it's, juicy parts. It's more muscle than anything else. It's not dressed yet, so it's right now it's just a corpse. <laughs> yep. I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, hmm, I wonder what, like, anything I should be aware of, you know. Um, and she'll turn back to her normal self because, for reasons. Um, I I hear my cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I I suppose if that's like one of the only things, and if there's more than just rations in the cart, that would probably be more tasty than other things. 
Um. Excellent. Perhaps. Yeah, we should keep it. Gus, any tips on how I should prepare this beast? Uh, what do you what do you mean, my guy? Just you just you cut it into it's, it should have pretty described cuts. I'm, what's up? Do man? you have use of the pelt? No, man. I'm just trying to eat it. We. J- I want the fur. Excellent. I will ensure that I separate the meat from the fur in a pleasurable manner. Darling will keep it clean. She's got prestidigitation. There's probably blood all over her and the cart. Just like there's she's like just there's keep like a, a whole like prep counter like <laughs> I would use that. I wouldn't like cart. yeah. I would start like right okay, here. Like you would have to stop right unless you're gonna like we pull already it stopped. Down. No, no, no. Oh, did uh, you uh, stop? Okay, I, I didn't hear I, that. I, it was in character and I was like, yeah, halt. <laughs> oh, yeah. my bust. Uh, my bust. So oh. you stopped the car. Absolutely. <laughs> you didn't hear the yeah, halt? Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, yeah, I couldn't be I more clear. Yeah, I connected. I had, I've, I'm trying to like, all these mechanics I got to like work through to make You this. have been through the ringer so far. It's been a lot. <laughs> no, that's fine. For okay, you, so you bring I'm it down, down uh, yeah. and you pull it down and you pull it onto this counter that slides out, right? Mm. Is that the one mm-hmm. you're talking about? And you yeah. said you're going to dress this thing. And why don't you tell me your goal, right? And let me describe this creature one more time physically. It, it is wolf-like that it's on all fours. It's got these big paws and claws, big big jowls, right? And it's jowls. got this big uh, mane of uh, like scales and shingles. It is, like I said, it is not attractive. It's like burnt orange, um, but you can tell it's tough. Um, and then there's these two big chunks that are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where it had those floating pieces that have just fallen and they're gone because they fell when you guys killed it. Okay. Yes. Can just to be clear, could I have like you said we had to make a decision if we're going to get this thing for like food or for like parts for like money and stuff. Can I just save like enough for a meal, like a wolf cutlet, and then like. I don't. I don't need. I'm not. Try, I don't need to sell wolf tacos out of the shop. I don't need yeah, like absolutely. a big supply of meat. Wolf yeah. Tacos. At any point. At any point. If you're just trying to get a couple meals. Um, yeah. Just a couple. Then I don't really care. Right. But if okay. you're trying to get the pelt. If you're trying to get parts off the animal, like for specific things that you guys want to craft gear or try to do stuff like that, then you have to be more precise in what you're doing. I got you. But, I, it it occurred the, to the me idea, as he was going to process this, I was like, oh, Dwayne thinks I want like a lot of wolf. No, I'm just trying to get a snack. <laughs> yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have to eat this over and over again to keep getting those same traits. Ish. Well, how does that uh, work? So the way it works is I take on the feature until either I prepare a new meal and override mm-hmm. the effect with the new feature or I'm reduced to zero hit points. Right, so just it, what I'm what I mean by that is you would want more than one use of this potentially because if you change up, you would have to go eat this again to get. I that would, trait. yeah. So like, so ideally, and I have my interdimensional pantry uh, mm-hmm. that keeps ingredients fresh. Ideally, I could get like a bunch of pieces from a bunch of different monsters and create like combo meals later when Correct. I can get more effects and stuff. But this right now, I'm just worried about having a feature. <laughs> This is where I'm coming in and just saying that if you wanted to get multiple bites, right, like a lot, like 10 of them, you could not get money out of it, right? Right. Does that make sense? Like, you're like, all right, cool. I got 10 of these these wolf sticks. Let me get um, like, let me get like 
a wolf steak, and then then Caleb uh, can process the rest for whatever he wants. Let's establish this rule of thumb. Um, okay. That way we don't have to play this game, and I, I don't have to forget about it. Um, sure. So I just need to write this down. Going forward on all medium-sized creatures, mm-hmm. you can take two meals from without it, impacting it, anything without else. impacting like the treasure or anything else. Okay. You can take two meals. If it is a large creature, um, I will say that is doubled to okay. four. So medium is two, large is four. You just want to double was, it each size category for ease? I was going to say... That gets a little um, silly. It, it, it really big, though. I was going to say that it the that past large is going to be a maximum of your um, wisdom modifier. For Meet free, me at wisdom right? modifier plus plus proficiency. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Because if you if you kill something that hey, big, it's that know. big. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, because that's gonna be giant and huge and stuff like that. And that, I mean, that's yeah. gonna be a, a fight. Um, so, and this is assuming you don't pull treasure from it. And. And let's talk about that real quick while we're... Because the first couple episodes, we're going to have some crunchiness as I like... Yeah. I'm setting up this campaign. Um, when you guys kill things, I we will be doing treasure tables. So you okay. can find random items, potions, all that kind of nonsense. But when I say like meat and parts to sell, one of the treasure tables that you get is like, oh, you just get gold and coin. It's fucking stupid. Like the wolves aren't gonna have that, or like creatures aren't gonna have that. But you can take those parts, and when you go in town, you can exchange that for money, pretty much anywhere, right? So we don't have to pretend that these monsters have coins on them, right? So. Wolves don't carry coins in a coin purse, in a prison wallet. No. Oh, okay. Nope. But they do carry uh. potions sometimes. <laughs> they do carry potions sometimes in their prison wallet. Um, <laughs> cool. So I will uh, meticulously peel off these, like the scaly things around their neck, then cut the fur away from the meat, then take some portions of meat, uh, and then the carcass. I, I'm gonna th- throw so, it out the back. So are you are you going for the gold? Or are you going for? We're going for the gold. It seems, with okay. knowing that we're gonna keep a couple, like a couple cutlets yep. back. Yeah. Yep. So you do. You take this time, and I'm not going to meticulously paint a picture of you field dressing something. Please We've got do. guys. We got enough. Um, so you field dress. We got this enough. Thing. Um, and Devin, I will say what you notice of this thing is that you know that those two uh, shingles that no longer are on it. Right. You can kind of see these these like indents, these imperfect spots where these shingles were were there. You know that those were like a part of it somehow and that you know when you were attacking it they were it was defending itself with these okay uh shane will eventually get the stat block and we can i'll put it up on patreon and stuff like that so you guys can go see it um cool because shane will need it um for his uh character uh and so you're able to you're able to do that, Shane. You can add um, and and so let's talk about another thing of this campaign. Some creatures you come across will be unnamed, and you guys will be forced to name it. That said, this is not one of them. Um, this is a Just pretty common named. one for everyone else around. Shane, 
for the concept of your inventory, but not necessarily your character's knowledge. Understood. These are called shunters. S-H-U-N-T-E-R. So you have two pieces of their meat. Got it. And I will get you their stat blocks. Um, and I can send you the rough notes. I don't have a pretty one for Patreon, but I have my notes I can send to you. Yep, that'd be great. At your convenience. Pleasure. Perfect. Uh, and so, as you as you carve it up, I think you guys are... Tell, tell me what you want to do next. Do you want to get back on the road to, to move along? Or what's the situation? I think you guys just hear Gus's stomach growling <laughs> from, <laughs> from his from his place in, in, in the driver's seat, just like uh, drooling, like, I'm going to eat something new. I'm going <laughs> to eat new food. <laughs> Darling over here, like cleaning up the cart and all the blood over here, just like gross, 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 gross. <laughs> magic, gross. magic, 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 magic. Just sparkles wash magic over clean. the cart as the blood disappears. <laughs> or blue flame, perhaps. Yeah. Ooh, love that. Blue flamey mm. magic. Yep. We all good to go, my dude. Uh, everything has been cleaned up. Darling has done a wonderful job helping me, and I think we can move on. Rock so I, I think I think Kato slides the preparation rack back into the Panda Express and climbs back up into the shotgun. And there's a gentle rap of the reins against sugar and spice. And as hoof meets cobblestone, you hear the sound of thunder break above you, and it begins to rain. And that's where we're gonna end the episode. thanks for listening again we will not be doing uh, our whole tirade of uh, shout out sponsors and just plugging our shit we'll have that done automatically however we do need to do a role for humanity and we are one shy from last episode so Shane will you please do a role for humanity for me times two and talk about our charity real quick because that is still a thing to do yeah, so for this month we're going to be doing uh, Operation Comics Relief, uh, which is a really cool organization. They send comics to um, service members, soldiers, Marines, seamen, airmen, spacemen. Uh, I don't know if they're spacemen yet, uh, but they send comics to all those guys downrange, so they have comics to read because sometimes, uh, I mean, I'm sure Devin will attest, uh, the greatest enemy sometimes is boredom. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a, a great service for them. Uh, I rolled a 19 for my first roll, and then for my second roll, uh, a 15. Dang. So a 19 and a 15. Dang. That is very nice. A whole lot. What a strong start. That's a whole lot of uh, money for savings. That's a lot of pesos, you know? Um, cool, cool, cool. Hey, uh, so what we're going to do here... Because every campaign except for campaign one had a bet at the end. Some better than others. Uh, this one may not be that great. Okay, that said, here's, here's what we're going to do. Because I think the sheeple and the good and bad juxtaposition of life um, is important. And I think, I think one thing that we don't do enough in this podcast is provide insight and wisdom. 
So what I'm going to do every episode, at the end of every episode, is I'm going to give you guys a quote. And I want you to elaborate on that quote, whether that is the truth behind it, whether that is what it really means, the the downsides, the good, bad. You guys can pick your hole, where you fall into that, right? Um, yeah, you can pick a hole, Devin. You just, you just pick a hole and you go <laughs> you for it. You don't have to tell um, me twice. <laughs> you, you pick your role in this and then we'll, we'll find some consistency. Far be it for me to pigeonhole. So while you think on that, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you our first quote. Is everybody ready? Is the name of this bit going to be Holy Scriptures? (laughs) It is now. (laughs) It is now. Write that down for editorial. I don't like it. So the okay, Devin doesn't like it. (laughs) Okay. It is better to remain silent at the risk of being thought a fool than to talk and remove all doubt of it. And this is from uh, Maurice Switzer. Oh. Who is it? It says Maurice Switzer. I trust the internet, whatever that means. I would have guessed Thomas Paine, but I don't know anything. Would you like me to elaborate? Yes, please elaborate. Why don't you take it? I was once at a dining out, which uh, folks in the military know is like a like a big fancy party. You have to put on your dress uniform and you go, and every day like drinks way too much, and you're there with like your bosses, and it's weird. Uh, I got way too drunk, way too fast. I'm, I'm a child. I'm like 19. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be drinking. Uh, and I'm sat at the table with like all the commanders, all the important people. For whatever reason, it's just me and all the people. And. Uh, Eventually, one of my bosses turns to me and goes, why aren't you saying anything, Shane? Why aren't you talking? You're usually so funny and talkative. Why aren't you chatting up? I said, well, Sergeant, better to keep quiet and make everybody wonder whether or not I'm too drunk than to open my mouth and remove all doubt. Uh, it's a real story. It's just That's the thing that happened. Uh, and I always think of that. I think of that quote. It works for more than one thing. The hole that I got from that was Shane's <laughs> mouth hole. And that's all for me. Sorry. I think what I found my bit. That's it. I'm going to point out the he's... holes in every story. And they're be like, oh, is he trying to prove this story false? No, he's just trying to find his way. So far, it's just the mouth hole. Shane's mouth hole. Shane's mouth hole. Okay. Uh, Avon, how cool. would you like to approach this quote? Well, for one thing, I would like you to repeat it again. Yeah, slower, absolutely. sexier, <laughs> slower. It slower, is better please. to remain silent mm. at the risk of being thought a fool than to talk and remove all doubt of it. Slower. I think my little bet is going to be, I don't know, positive vibes. Somehow, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll figure it out. Well, I got several episodes. <laughs> yeah, he was just gonna take this one to ruminate. <laughs> she it was, she just, was just trying to buy time. She's every Man, every episode. I, she's gonna go. Can you can I, can I thank everybody, everybody for participating in the bit? <laughs> yeah, no, please. I, it's, it's, I appreciate it. I, I thought Avon was going to say, I appreciate the positivity of it. And just if you remove the doubt, maybe you should speak up. Maybe you should be a part of it. And don't just assume everything is negative. 
Uh, but that's okay. Hey, that's the whole point of throwing a bit on you guys. I told you you, you assumed too much. You didn't let me finish talking. You were oh. just like, I'm on it. Oh. Rude. Rude as fuck. Oh. Fair enough. Damn. Let's hear it now. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say that people should speak up. Staying silent? Like, sure, but you won't know my thoughts if I don't say nothing. And I spoke up. Thank you very much. That's true. <laughs> it's true. And if we don't have conversations, we'll never find common ground. Mm-hmm. That being wise. sad. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.